Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Politics Podcast with Malcolm Clark and Liam Carr. It is the 28th of March, 2015. Yet again, we are ever closer to the general election in around 40 days' time, believe it or not. So, yep, getting closer. And my co-host, to discuss issues such as the first TV debate... Wasn't a debate, Malcolm. We will get to that in a moment, Liam, and I'm sure you've got plenty of views, and certainly I have on that. Uh, We've also discussed uh, Liam's adoption meeting and uh, campaign launch, and we'll also discuss a couple of other things before we end in around 15 minutes' time. So enjoy the show. Liam, nice to see you again. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's been a very good day today. I've been out listening to voters in Prudder, Hexham and Wylam and we've had our campaign launch so it was great to welcome Alan Campbell MP to the Hexham constituency. Now we're going to come to that in a minute but I think that we would be remiss to not cover the big news item of this week which was uh, David Cameron and Ed Miliband um, during their kind of the first sort of con- very controlled debate where they were grilled by members of the audience uh, and Kay Burley, and then just given a given a Paxo treatment. So, do you want to just give us your overall views of what you made of those debates? I know you watched them all. What did you think of them? I still think that Cameron should have debated Ed Miliband head to head. He was in the same building at the same time, and he chickened out yet again. Um, what we had it was it was called the battle for number ten. So it was a set piece election special, as the television programs were calling it. But it definitely wasn't a debate. Because there was no debate to be had, because David Cameron has refused to have a debate head-to-head with Ed Miliband. So, but what we learned, anyways, for a start, and we'll get this out of the way, the broadcasters treated David Cameron far more kindly than they did Ed Miliband. That was the first thing I learned, Malcolm. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually watched the debates backwards, if that makes sense. I turned it on when Ed Miliband was just about to, to begin his section. I started live-streaming it uh, on my computer. And it was just as Cameron finished. I caught the very last question that he was asked right at the very end. And then, um, <coughs> excuse me, Ed Miliband came on and received quite a grilling off both um, K, K. Burley. Is that the one I forgot? That's right. right. The sky um, and, uh, and then went on Jerry Paxman, who was very personal, very uh, interrupted him constantly. And I think, to be fair, God seemed to get under Ed's skin a little bit. Now, whether that was a... A deliberate thing by Miliband to come across more fiery, but he certainly seemed to do so, and I think that's actually helped him. Um, people wanted to see that side of him, and I was discussing this with you earlier. I think it's, I think the way that they did it was, I mean, having watched Cameron after, which everybody else wouldn't have done if you watched it live, I was surprised at you know the, the deferential treatment he got from Prime Minister and Prime Minister, and it was almost like you know it was like oh Ed, <laughs> you know the, Ed Miliband got a lot more of a kind of tougher ride. Um, so yeah, it was a, I did feel. But I feel that helped Ed Miliband. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think he reacted very well to it. I thought Ed would have <coughs> it. I know I would say that. I'm a, a Labour Party candidate. I've met Ed. I like him. I get that I'm biased. But even so, I thought Ed was the stronger of the two leaders on the television on that night. Um, he outlined that Labour Party has a plan. 
that is going to work for the whole of society and not just a few at the top. He was asked questions whether he thought that the party was a socialist party, and he said, yes, it's on our party card, we are a socialist democratic party. He was asked quite personal questions about his, his brother, his relationship with his brother following the leadership contest, and I thought he handled them well. He's right that we needed a break with new Labour. And, I mean, I've got a twin brother, and we've gone through education together, and... Um, we sort of in competition, we're in very different fields, he's not into politics, and I am, but I think it would be strained if we had to compete for a, a job like that, and it's going to cause problems, but I don't see what's that got to do with Ed's ability to run the country as our next Prime Minister. Do you, because I was thinking about this and trying to, you know, understand perhaps from the public's point of view rather than a partisan political, because obviously you get people who, you know, the, the Labour people said Ed won, you know, the Tory people said Cameron won and other parties depend on which side of the political spectrum have their own views on that as well. But looking at it from a member of the public, do you think it's appropriate that Ed Miliband, who's pitching for the most important job in the country, at a time when the direction of the country is very much in the balance, it could go either way and we all have views on what that would mean, do you feel it's it's appropriate that he goes undergoes extra vigorous scrutiny um, almost as an applicant to a job whereas Cameron we kind of know what we're getting a little bit more he's had longer in the public eye to make his claim to we understand his character a little bit more do, do you feel that that perhaps explains why he was given such a robust grilling or do you feel it was a little bit more you know perhaps ideologically based I think the reason why Ed received a more robust grilling is because it's Sky News isn't it he took on the Murdoch Empire um, I, I think that the the, the, you're right that they show deference to Cameron, but they, they're all part of the same team, if you like. They all drink together at the same champagne receptions. They're all the Chipping Norton set, as Jeremy Clarkson is also a, a member of that sort of... Um, they, they move in similar circles. Ed's something different. So, yeah, he's going to get a hard time, but I thought he handled it very, very well. And if you have a look at the stats, you're right that some people thought that uh, David Cameron won, some people thought Ed Miliband won, but if you have a look at people who were undecided... There was more undecideds that were convinced by Ed's performance than they were with the Conservatives and David Cameron. Well, and, and just before we move on, I think it's more about the fact that I felt that Jeremy Paxman got under his skin. Ed did look angry. He looked like he was putting emotion into it. And I think that's what we need for our politicians. The, the general public, uh, well, all of us really, but the general public in particular, the floating voters, perhaps people who are a bit dissatisfied with politicians, need to see the passion for what they're trying to do in, in power. They might not appreciate politics, but they can appreciate emotion and genuine principles. And I think he did a good job of putting those across. Yeah, the highlight that's just run in the media and, and it keeps running is the bit where Jeremy Paxson asked Ed if he was tough enough. And I think he answered, well, hell yes, I'm tough enough. Yes, and you can order your T-shirt for a limited time from uh, Labour on that one for yeah. a £15 donation, so have a think. Um, just look, go, moving forward then, Liam, you have obviously had activity in your own campaign you had a launch this week just tell us a bit about that yeah it was great we got everyone together in uh, Hexham centre of Hexham in the community centre and Alan Campbell the MP for Tynemouth and also he's in one of the whips he's deputy chief, chief whip for the Labour Party um, came down and as a whip you don't get to speak too often in the House of Commons it sort of goes with the job if you're the whip you do a lot of your work behind the scenes trying to keep Parliament ticking over so it was good to hear him speak he was very very good very motivational for the members, he had some kind words to say about myself, which is always good to try and big up the candidate. And yeah, it was really good. I made a contribution myself, really saying that the next election is going to be very, very close. And it's a fight worth having because it's a fight for the kind of society that we want to be part of. 
And yeah, it was really good. These events are excellent to, to make speeches in very supportive surroundings. Obviously, there's applause there to party members and supporters, which turned up. And yeah, it was a great day. And then I was back out on the doorstep after our campaign launch in Wylam, listening to voters. So yeah, it's been a great day today. And you also took part very recently in a Hustings event. Uh, where you came up against uh, the other candidates for the seat and how, how did that go? Was that the first one you've done? This, this yeah, time? and it's quite analogous actually to these TV debates. And the, one of the things I learned, and we we're about to have this TV debate with all the other candidates, but um, there's seven of them on a two-hour programme. Now, there's five candidates for the Hexham constituency and it was a two-hour Hustons. And I was struck by the how little time you get to answer, answer his question. Mm. Because obviously the chair's got to have their say, you've got to have the questioners having their say. So you don't really get time to expand on ideas, which is fine for me because I just say what I want to say and then stop. So the chair doesn't have a problem with me. But some of the other candidates rambled a bit. And um, and you don't get a lot of time in these hustings. There was wide support amongst the farming community for our position on the European Union. It was the first question. And obviously the UKIP candidate doesn't like Europe and he seemed to bring Europe into every single question it's not, it's not really relevant to every single point that they make but these UKIP candidates seem to think it, it, it was our position is on Europe that when, that a referendum is not a priority it's not one of the things because we've got a cost of living crisis we need to address we've got low paid low skilled work we've got wages that are low we've got zero hours contracts and these are the things which the electorate will elect the Labour government to sort out the referendum will only take place under a Labour government if we see significant transfer of powers from the UK Parliament to the European Parliament, and I can't see that happening. And the reason that the support for this position in the farming community is that we're not playing politics with either the market share for exporters or with subsidies which come from the EU. So it was a good debate. Um, I thought it might be tougher. I thought, well, you know, the typical sort of view of farmers is that they vote Tory. I don't think that's the case at all. I thought it was a well-balanced debate, and I enjoyed it. Just going back to what you said about the uh, the seven debate, I think that's a problem. There's going to be a fight for coverage, for soundbite, and one of the problems I've got with these, and also <clears throat> thinking back to the, the Ed Miliband, David Cameron, Jeremy Paxman type of interviews, I felt everyone was under pressure in, in that, to the point where it actually affected the debate. It was clear that you know Jeremy Paxman was under pressure himself. You know He was expected to do a Paxman. He's no longer on the nightly news that he used to be, he was expected to come in and deliver a very difficult interview and he had to do that. And I think perhaps, you know, there is a possibility that he, he didn't feel he grilled Cameron hard enough and Ed Miliband got the, the back end of that because he felt he had to go further. Um, obviously, there's issues of whether it was just because it was Ed Miliband at all. I was very surprised at how deferential they all were, you know, Prime Minister this, Prime Minister that, and everyone just seemed a little bit in, 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 in awe of Cameron almost and certainly not in awe of Ed. It'd be interesting to see, you know, if Ed hopefully is successful and a few years down the line, there's another set of debates for, for a re-election in the future, whether or not they would be similarly deferential to him in the in the way that they were for Cameron. I somehow doubt it, but I just worry about these TV debates where, like you say, to get a one-minute one answer on a very basic question and a very basic one-minute answer will take nearly 10 minutes of the debate, and, and you're not going to get to a lot. Yeah, for seven candidates, and obviously the minor parties have played a blinder here because they're getting far more airtime than their share of the vote would really allow. And I just think it's... Um, I, I just think that these debates have to go ahead. They're very, very good for democracy. We, we saw Cameron was completely in favour of them in, in 2010, and, and now he's not. But 
I, I sort of enjoy the challenge of these hustings. I think I think it's great actually, and the public will come along and they will decide. I think the problem with hustings and it's even it's still a problem with TV debates. The people that come along to a hustings event, and the people that tune in with TV debates are already very engaged in politics. Half the people that come to a hustings came with candidates, so they know how they're going to vote. They, they've come to support individual candidates, and what you're looking for from a hustings. Is just a decent write-up in the paper, and the Courant would send a report of this uh, Farmer Hustons, and uh, he did a very good job reporting. There's a nice article in there with photos of the candidates. He even managed to make the Lib Dem candidates sound coherent, which I didn't think he was on the night. So all you're looking for from going to a Hustons is a few good lines in the paper, because you're not going to change anybody's mind in the audience, because the majority of them have um, made up their minds before they get there. I think that's one of the major, major problems for me is I think the first question in any hosting should be hand up, hands up if you're a floating voter and I think you might be dismayed at the lack of hands that go up and perhaps you should be tapping the microphone and saying, sorry, are we actually, is that on? <laughs> you know, there's no one a floating voter. So you're right, it is it is a bit of theatre, but that's, you know, we, we need to give, you know, it's rewarding the engaged as well, isn't it? To yeah, have that discussion right. yeah. as well. We shouldn't yeah. just take their votes for granted. It's uh, No, I really enjoy it. And I really relish the challenge of coming up against the other candidates because it is a battle of ideas in this election. As I said, it's going to be incredibly close. And the public really deserve to see the candidates put under pressure to see how they react to it. I just wish a few more genuine, undecided public would turn up to these events. Yeah, I mean, that would be the perfect storm, wouldn't it, to get, you know, two, 3,000 people in front of you that don't know what they're doing and really have to earn it. And, and then you would have the, the battle between populism and realism and all the usual things that would that would rear its ugly head. But just, yeah, I mean, it's great that you're out there doing that. And obviously, like I say, it's a, it's a battle of ideas. It's, it's a good point you make there. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day. It should, perhaps shouldn't be as personal as is what it was on on the on Sky News. We didn't have a battle of ideas. We had a, a yeah. You're right. There were there were a few too many personal questions, but um, Hustons and TV debates aren't the only way we can keep in touch with the electorate. You got another one, haven't you, Mark? Yeah, um, I've done a video that I'm going to put on my blog. If you go to Mal, what the hell is my blog? It's MalcolmClark.blogspot.com. Um, if you'd like to have a watch of it, it's just a, me giving a, a some of my views on why I think you should vote Labour. And in the corner, I put up the the, the pledges of the party. Um, you know, it is a partisan video. It is a Labour video. So if you go on there expecting a, me to be as objective as I sometimes am on here, you're probably going to be disappointed. But I hope it's a, you know, just some of my ideas. I think at the end of the day, the reason I've done it is because I think you know we we do want to hear from quote unquote normal people as to why they're voting the way they're voting. And I do think that YouTube, I think the traditional means of canvassing that you do very well in your campaign and it's important is becoming you know almost less so as time passes we should be taking advantage of these other technologies you've got a youtube channel yeah that's right i think i'm going to put a, a 30 second stump speech up there uh, pretty soon so look after that i'm going to try and get all my ideas and why voters in the hexham constituency should support me and just distill it into 30 seconds and put it out there that's my next well, plan for my video and uh, you've also got some photographs from your launch event will that be going onto your blog yeah that will go onto the blog and i'll i'll do a write-up of that and um yeah, I'm all over social media, and and I do use it to engage. I don't block many people, as the sitting MP does. He's been blocking quite a number of constituents for just questioning the outcomes of these debates, in, in his opinion. So, yeah, I'm always willing to engage. You can get me at Liam R. Carr on Twitter, and also liamrcar.blogspot.com. Brilliant. On that note, we will bid you good evening for this week. Um, we will hopefully be back. It's a very busy time. 
Um, but hopefully we'll be back on the 5th of April where Liam will be on equal footing with the rest of the candidates who will no longer have MPs legally. They'll all become candidates again, seeking re-election. So very much into the short campaign with a countdown very firmly towards May the 7th. It does feel like when you're involved in politics, you'll have a taste of this. I certainly have my job that everything leads to there and then it's like a brave new world after that and wonder what it's going to look like. So thank you for listening. Have got any final words, Liam, before we end? Yeah, I'm just looking forward to the short campaign. I've been working hard. It's been a very, we call it the short campaign, and a lot of people just get switched on to politics in this very short space of time, but it's been a long campaign. I've been out listening to voters across the Hexham constituency from east to west, north to south, in this longer election period, and I'm looking forward to the campaign ahead. Great, and thank you for listening, and we'll see you all next week. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.